Spirit in Action. My name is Mark Helpsmeet. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories of people living lives of fruitful service, of peace, community, compassion, creative action, and progressive efforts. I'll be tracing the spiritual roots that support and nourish them in their service, hoping to inspire and encourage you to sink deep roots and produce sacred fruit in your own life. Let us sing song for the dreaming of the Today for Spirit in Action, I welcome back singer-songwriter Sarah Thompson. She's been my guest for Song of the Soul in the past, and it was a deep, wonderful visit. And I thought it was especially appropriate to invite her to join me for Spirit in Action because I use Sarah's recording of Turning of the World as my theme song for this program. Her music covers the gamut, leading us to a life of peace, equality, healing, hope, and wholeness. And it's a delight to join her by phone from the Duluth Superior Region. Sarah, it's so good to have you back today for Spirit in Action. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Last time you were with us, it was for Song of the Soul, which I hope all of our listeners go back and listen to that. But so much of your music speaks of how we're going to heal the world, how we're going to improve it, a worldview that can lead to improvements in this world. And I want to start off right now by saying thank you. I'm using a portion of your song, Turning of the World, for Spirit in Action. So people, as this program started up, were listening to your wonderful voice. So thank you for that gift from my program. Yes, and thank you to Ruth Pelham, is the author of that song. I've recorded it, and it's a woman in New York that does great music as well that wrote that song. But it took someone from the Midwest to make it perfect, I think. (laughs) Well, thanks for that compliment. I think of you, especially after having had my experience of interviewing you for Song of the Soul, I think of you as a spiritual person working in the world. So many of your songs, as I said, do talk about ways to heal the world. Do you do a lot of benefits and fundraisers, that kind of thing, for worthy causes? I do end up doing a lot of that. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's just so many good things happening on the news. We're always hearing about the not so good, but there really are just so many organizations and people working on all these issues. And I think there's bringing the arts and bringing music into sort of help draw awareness to those things is definitely something I've kind of in the roots of all of my music making has always been there. What's the most recent fundraising or benefit kind of thing that you did to help out something in the world? Probably, I direct this choir in Duluth called the Echoes of Peace Choir, so we do two major concerts a year, and so last spring was our last 
biggest concert. And the benefit actually went for a group of individuals from Duluth that are forming this sort of a sister city friendship relationship with a city in Iraq. So they were raising funds to actually go to Iraq and create this relationship. And then eventually the dream down the road is to have a group of people come back to Duluth from there. So that concert was raising awareness of that issue. So that's the most recent. But there's so many of them, I'm sure. Yeah, like come up all the time. Yeah, the choir often will sing at just, you know, we've sung at a walk for breast cancer awareness, for instance. We'd show up for that. Actually, this coming weekend, I sing at the Harvest Festival that happens in Duluth, and that's about raising awareness about living ecologically, sustainably, and so things come up all the time. I don't always even remember sometimes that I've, oh yeah, that's right, I just sang at that for <laughs> this or that event. Well, let's start off with your music that speaks of some of the causes that you want to hold up, that you want to help heal the world in. Where would you like to start off in terms of your concerns for the world? Well, <laughs> I guess maybe starting with a personal story, which often is where things are always branch out from the personal to the bigger picture. There's a song that's more of a waltz, kind of a country waltz, you could say, but also a lament or a kind of a raising awareness about the issue of gay, lesbian, transgender love and relationships, in particular for my experience as a lesbian and being in relationship with someone, it's, it, this song springs from that. That would be a place to start, to share that song. This is Forbidden Love. It's by my guest for today's Spirit in Action, Sarah Thompson. Kisses stolen Not another soul around Songs about love and passion unheard of Sung softly as the snow falling down Sung softly as the snow falling down Oh, love Forbidden kisses hidden from you, love for me, my love for you, Mama or Papa would misunderstand. Wonder what that I'm. Mama would cry if something had died. No papa would try to be strong. Oh, papa would try.
by Sarah Thompson. You know, Sarah, of course, you got it wrong. It's supposed to be love forbidden, but you got it backwards. Are you just a radical in everything you do? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I also thought that with respect to choosing a country music twang to talk about lesbian, gay, bi, trans issues, that's like the last place that I thought that people would go musically to talk about such issues. That's supposed to be the community that's completely unresponsive and wants to pass the amendments saying it's one man, one woman. Did you consciously choose the country music venue to talk about this issue? Actually, not at all. I mean, that's interesting to think about. It just came out as a waltz. One thing that's interesting, this song was written years ago. It came out on my most recent album, which came out in 2008. But I wrote the song way back before I even recorded my first album, which was in 95. So there's a space of 13 years before I sort of let this song out in a more public <laughs> public way. And you know, the song, it just came out as a country waltz, and I don't know how that happened. But it took me 13 years to even say, okay, I can put this on an album and put it out there in the world. Not a big deal. <laughs> but it was, it was, and when I first was coming out, it wasn't something I felt comfortable just putting on my first album. I think that the situation has certainly gotten less threatening for lesbian, gays, bi, trans, compared to what it was 13 years ago or, or whenever. But I still think it must open you to some scrutiny, to some perhaps derision from people. Do you, do you end up receiving that yourself personally? You said this was on a personal note. As, and, you know, you have lines in the thing like, Mama, Papa would misunderstand, wonder where they went wrong. Is that your history? And do you actually get flack for speaking openly about your relationship? You know, I mean, it, uh, it is definitely written from my personal experience. And yet, in sharing the song, I haven't gotten that much flack. I mean, maybe there's flack going on that I don't hear about, but it's actually kind of been more of a growth area for me to be like, okay, like, this is also my, you know, I, I'm so much more able to stand up at a peace rally or an anti-war rally and speak out or sing out about all these various issues. And it was just a sort of realization at some point, like, wow, but it's so hard for me to, like, you know, kind of be more open and out about 
this is who I am. And I think that was a gradual thing. It's it's more comfortable for me now. And yet probably the hardest places are in places where it's least, where you know it's least accepted. It's easy for me in the community up here in Duluth where I just feel very opening and accepting place and sort of the circles I walk in. But there has been struggle in, in family connections and and yet there's been a lot of growth and surprise for me in that area as well as, as to how accepting in ways people have moved and being more accepting over the years. So I think as I grow in my ability to just be kind of out there and being out isn't it's, it's such an interesting thing because it isn't like I'm see myself as a major activist in that area, but when you're that person who, for whatever reason, there's people are putting in a box or society has these oppressive rules or ideas about, then you, just by saying, hello, here I am, this is who I am, you are being an activist, just by simply showing up and being, quote, out. (laughs) I guess I've learned that more and more, and so it's singing that song is kind of a spiritual and activist piece for me. I think you're also an activist in terms of asserting the quality of women, and you've got music about that. I think you want to include one on that today? Yeah, there's a song I wrote, um, and actually was the song came about because I was commissioned to write it for a women's college in, in Minnesota that was to celebrate Women's History Month every year and have different themes and the theme that year was a woman's place in the world so this song came about my reflecting on that and certainly i've throughout my life i've had strong family role models you know i grew up thinking women were in charge and it was later on that i (laughs) realized the bigger picture of it wasn't always seen that way and (laughs) so anyway the woman's place song really for me also is a celebration of who and what we can be and there's so much joy that's also in that song there's other songs i'll share that are that definitely are more the lament is in there but this also i think it's just such a joy to be able to celebrate who and what we can be and who we are i am a woman and my plea is in the home and my home is a whole wide world we are world shapers we are change makers we are potters spinning clay of a new day We are asking questions We are opening up the door We are searching, finding answers We are wisdom seeking more Rabbi, singer, teacher Professor, poet, preacher Driving buses, styling hair Dreaming in the dark We are weaving at the loom We are the rhythms of the moon We are world shapers 
A Woman's Place it's by Sarah Thompson, who's with us here today for Spirit in Action. So, Sarah, I'm a bit older than you. I probably, uh, I forget what I am, 15 years older than you. So I've seen a really remarkable change in terms of women's equality in my lifetime. From your perspective, how equal do men and women look? That song, as you said, is joyful because... The quality is, I think, in this country, significantly attained. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I definitely feel that there's obviously still things to work towards. And actually, in some ways, I feel like what's happening now is there was all this women reaching the equality of men. And I think maybe there's a shift now happening of real, women realizing and men realizing that a lot of the feminine and female qualities are are something that are needed more so now than ever and so really maybe a shift the other way of, of men becoming more taking on roles that are sort of stereotypically feminine as of caretaker and tender uh, actually a lot of them came up in that song the sort of the tenders of the fire and healers women and men both have them but they've been and not as upheld as being so important and so needed in these days and times. So one of the things I really feel women and my age especially, just to look back at the history of what's 
of what has happened, to remember that, that all these steps, that whose shoulders we stand on, um, all the changes that have happened, I think sometimes it's so easy to forget all the change, and I try to remember that. Well, another area where I know that you're very active is in a concern with peace. That, of course, can happen on many levels. It can happen in personal relationships and in the community and the wider world as well. And I think you're pretty well known, uh, I think, across the U.S. for one of your songs about that. You want to tell us about it? Well, this particular song, it's, the title is Is It For Freedom? And I wrote it. I was living at the time here in Duluth at one of the Catholic worker houses. And there was a few friends that during that time had gone with Kathy Kelly on a Voices in the Wilderness. Now they have a new name, Voices of Creative Nonviolence, I think. But that were taking U.S. citizens to Iraq to witness the impact of the sanctions. And so it was when these friends came back and they were telling stories about that and having met the people there in Iraq and hearing stories and looking at what our foreign policy was doing and so this song was inspired by hearing their stories and kind of putting it together in in this way and that song has been used especially amy goodman on democracy now has played it quite a bit so that's how i think it became more more well known here and especially during the iraq war was played even more and still still is relevant today it's definitely a prayer for peace, a plea of do we care about this issue? Do we see the impact it has? And is it really for freedom that we're going to war and imposing these sanctions? So how did you connect up with Amy Goodman to get her to play your song? Well, that's a bit of a mystery. I think a listener passed along to her. I think she might have even just gotten a copy of a copy because one day I was in the co-op in Duluth and someone said, hey, you're supposed to call Amy Goodman. She's trying to find you because she's playing your song and didn't know how to get a hold of me. So I guess she'd said on one of the shows. And that's by Sarah Thompson. If anybody knows where she is. So I found out from someone at the co-op in Duluth that she'd been playing it. And then I did contact them and sent them an original copy I think the song just got passed around from kind of word of mouth and ended up in, in their lap. The song is, Is It For Freedom? And it's by Sarah Thompson. Rulers of the nations as you fuss and fight Over who owns this or that and who has the right To design, build, sell and store and fire all the bombs and guns to defend your holy empire There are children hungry, children sick and dying There are mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers crying There are only pawns in your play of power and corruption Slowly starve them your new weapon of mass destruction And prove to me, America, that you care And prove to me, America, you're aware 
who's dying for your freedom in this land? Who pays the cost for the liberties you demand? Is it for freedom or our comfort and convenience? Is it a profit for big business we pledge our allegiance? Are we prisoners in the land of the brave and the bold? Held by indifference or hearts grown hard and cold? And prove to me, America, that you care. And prove to me, America, you're aware. Who's dying for your freedom in this land? Who pays the cost for the liberties you demand? Is It for Freedom by Sarah Thompson. Hear this and other programs again. Find links to our guests and post comments on our website, northernspiritradio.org. We are talking with singer-songwriter Sarah Thompson, including about her song so often played by Amy Goodman of Democracy Now!, Is It for Freedom? And it's pretty clear, Sarah, in that song, from the way you phrase your questions, that you don't think it's for freedom, that it's for material profit, it's for our, our way of life. So I guess you're offering a critique of our lifestyle as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, it does definitely raise those questions and critique the lifestyle of the, the comfort and the convenience of just taking oil, for example, 
and the convenience of being able to have cheap gasoline and and I think that runs across to other issues as well. There's a lot of of just comfort and convenience that we want and expect, I think, in this country. And then that not only in the situation with Iraq, but I think in Central America and other places where our demand for products and for cheaper products end up causing these conflicts and wars. So it definitely is a critique of that system. I'm going to give you an opportunity to dash my hopes here. Please tell me that you do not drive an SUV. I do not. I'm relieved. I was so afraid. You know, people sometimes maintain one persona. There there have been questions that came up about Al Gore, who, you know, inconvenient truth, but then he's got an immense sprawling mansion using all kinds of electricity. At least that's one piece of news that I heard. So it's not always easy to be completely consistent with the values that we espouse. So I'm glad to hear you don't drive the SUV. You know, that song could be interpreted as being anti-capitalistic. It certainly talks about the American way of life, which is so steeped in sometimes mindless capitalism. And of course, you know, the Michael Moore movie is coming out shortly addressing the issues of capitalism. What are your views on that? I mean, you're up there singing in front of people and you're trying to influence their beliefs. So what are yours? For me, it's it's the element of greed and the greed for profit at all costs, which it's hard for me to know, could there be a more compassionate capitalism, a for-profit system? Like I'm up there singing and I also have my CDs that I sell afterwards. You know, like I'm I'm hoping that People will come up afterwards and and buy a CD or two so I can keep doing the work I do. So there's obvious reasons to create capital and to create products, but I think there could be just a new visioning of what that means. I think that it's the greed and the for-profitism at all costs that's the problem, and it seems, is that inherent in capitalism? It seems to be. It seems to be here. And yet maybe there's a way of creating business that's more socially conscious, that can still work in some of the ways that capitalism has worked. I don't know. It's a good question. And I'm not really expecting you to be an economist or have in-depth studied these things. But certainly that's an issue that you must run into. You're standing up in front of people and you're talking about issues and someone comes up to say, well, did you study supply side this and that? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's never happened. There has been this song, the Is It For Freedom song, is probably the, the one where I've had someone come up upset. And it's more to do about people are upset if they have someone serving in the military and thinking that your speaking out in this way is really not being supportive of folks that are serving in the military. And for me, it's completely contrary to that in that we are we need to speak out as a way of, of supporting folks who have put their lives on the line if we believe it's being done in a in reasons that are not just. A lot of that going around. Far too much. But I think one of my views is to treat more compassionately people I disagree with because one day I was in their shoes or maybe the next day I will be in their shoes. And to ask it as a question, as you did in that song, seems to me the compassionate way of doing it. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, 
Well, I do agree that our work is ever ever widening our ability to have compassion for those who it might be most difficult. So I agree. I agree with. So we will always have something to work on <laughs> with that assignment. Of course, the whole involvement of the U.S. in the wars in Afghanistan and in Iraq has been distressing, maybe depressing. How do you keep up a positive point of view when you're thinking about really heavy things like that? For me, it's it's finding two things come to mind. Finding time for my own quiet renewal, which oftentimes happens for me just being out with the trees and <laughs> out in nature and having some quiet moments to replenish, as well as having time, taking time to hear stories of what are change that is happening, that people are really making positive efforts towards doing things in new ways and sources like Yes Magazine, if you know that magazine that is just full of like, here, here's some news about what people are doing to be creative and make change in the world. So connecting with the communities and getting news from those places that people are actually working on on things in real positive ways and that gives that kind of keeps my spirits up finding that quiet community of just going inward and then the um, connecting with the folks that are out there doing the work and when you talk about getting inspiration and healing from nature that makes me think of one of your songs would it be appropriate for you to share today god bless the grass yes that would definitely would love to share that song. It's a Malvina Reynolds song. She wrote it. And for me, the the metaphor that she describes in that song has always been a, a powerful symbol for me, the grass growing up through the concrete. And it's just, for me, speaks to the power of that fragile blade. And we can think of our, our own individual efforts when we speak out or make an impact in any area towards healing like that blade of grass that breaks through the the power of the concrete and is even more powerful than the cement. So, God bless the grass that grows through the cracks. They roll the concrete over it and try to keep it back. The concrete gets tired of what it has to do. It breaks and it buckles and the grass grows through And God bless the grass God bless the truth that fights toward the sun They roll the lies over it and think that it is done Moves through the ground, reaches for And after a while It's growing everywhere And God bless the grass God bless the grass That grows through cement It's green and it's tender And it's easily bent After a while It lifts up its head For the grass is living and the cement is dead And God bless the grass God bless the grass that's gentle and low Its roots, they are deep 
and its will is to grow. And God bless the truth, the friend of the poor, and the wild grass growing at the poor one's door. And God bless the grass. God bless the grass, performed by Sarah Thompson. It's a Melvina Reynolds song originally. I'm guessing, Sarah, that you identify with the grass as opposed to with the concrete. Is that fair? (laughs) That is fair. This might be an appropriate time to talk a little bit about your spirituality, uh, religious history, your concerns for peace and justice. Is that something you were raised with religiously, spiritually in your home? And is it a big part of your home now with Paula? Yeah, it was it was definitely I feel like my spiritual upbringing which was as you mentioned in the in the Lutheran church I grew up in South Dakota and where my folks still are. I mean, I definitely picked up through the stories of how Jesus went about living his life that care for people whose society is neglecting and is just that's something you do. <laughs> and so that, you know, just hearing those stories growing up, I think my folks might see I've maybe gone more to an extreme of <laughs> than what they um, thought you might be needing to tend to with peace and justice issues. But really, I see my roots definitely came from those stories and also the way my folks definitely tried to, in, in their way, and still do. Like my mom and dad weekly take an elder who can't, get his groceries by himself they have a weekly time they go and pick this fellow up and they go get groceries and you know like that to me is an act of care and healing and justice it's that piece of we take care of each other and and so i learned that from my folks and so i think that what i do today is just a growth off of that that i learned growing up and and in my home now here near Duluth, actually, we're in South Range, Wisconsin, is where our house is, and we work in Duluth a lot of the time. But our it's definitely a piece of what we both do individually and together. Paula will come, and she sings as well, so we will often be sharing our beliefs through song or our, our inspirations to try to inspire others to be or do whatever it is they're meant to do through song. And Paula also teaches at the university in, in Duluth, and sometimes we'll be sharing through our two different types of work, you know, co-leading and workshops, and I'll do music, and she'll share stories through her work as a psychology professor. So it's in our home, and it's in the work we do separately and together. And we we're most excited this summer about the little vegetable garden, 30 feet by 50 foot vegetable garden we put in to grow our own food this summer. So that was one of the happy home stories of trying to make a difference in a small way. I assume that you're happy about that garden because you're so able to feed all of the local fauna. <laughs> we we actually, uh, the first thing we did when we started the garden uh, this summer was put a fence around it. Here we are working for, you know, a whole week, bit by bit, putting this fence up, and we sort of planting at the same time and, you know, working to keep the deer out and the rabbit. And we would look at our cabbage plant, and something was completely knocked over and dead and thought, what killed that? And here it is, you know, a cutworm that our big fence that we're, like, 
putting up to keep critters out of the garden wasn't working at all. And I made a comment, God, it's kind of like our defense system. Here we spend all this millions to sort of protect our country, and really that's not... (laughs) There's more to defense than the big arms. (laughs) It's clear to me that you get some of your inspiration from nature, and I think maybe we can go to another song where, again, you're, you're tuning. I, some people might say, you know, you just should ask God for wisdom, but instead you start asking the grass and the birds and the wind about freedom. Yeah, this is a song I wrote. The words just sort of started drifting in, which is the way songs come sometimes. Uh, the morning after I heard the news about 9-11, September 11, 2001, when the towers fell and... Um, I took a walk that day, and the words to this song started to come. And how was it connected with 9-11 for you? Freedom Song is what you call it. How does it connect with you to that event? Well, I think the beginning of the song, um, I mean, I, it probably took me a week or two of before it, it was completed, but the beginning was asking those questions that when something so tremendous as that happens, it's like where do we find the answers to respond to something like this and then imagining that the answer that would come would not that the that the bird and the grass and the wind that the answer they would give would not be the way that we did respond and immediately going to war and that it would be more you need to have eyes to see that there are not borders between the people whether they're right next to you or across the sea, to be able to see the interconnections, to be able to see why an event such as 9-11 might, why people would be so inspired to do something like that, to look at at the roots of why an act like that would happen, that it was in response to perhaps our own ways of being in the world and inflicting, quote, terror that we do, only it's for whatever reason, more official because it's coming from the U.S. Anyway, just looking at basically the, the greatest need of being able to see, again, our interconnectedness all with each other. Oh, blade of grass, can I ask you, where is the road to peace? Tell the words to the freedom songs you sing or how they ring you must know a song we have not sung the freedom bells you ring we have not rung Bind all living kind across the sea 
Plant your feet on the ground The world is turning round to see the mystery, say Sarah. The mystery is, of course, I suppose if I have you put it into words, then it's no longer a mystery. 
<laughs> What's the mystery you're talking about there? It is exactly that. It's the, it's the mystery of that spirit, that beingness that connects us, connects us all. That the great mystery is that we are somehow connected with invisible strings to each and every, not only each and every person on this planet, but each and every tree and living thing, as well as the rocks. And that if we could just have any grasp of that mystery of that of those invisible strings that connect us all that that we would be blown away by how how we are all one mystery together and it's a mystery to be able to comprehend that <laughs> i can't think of a better way than your title song from i think your third album to express that your by breath album by breath is definitely uh my attempt to try to express that that deep interconnectedness and kind of weaving through the the four elements that connect us all and the imagery of those elements of earth air fire and water and and it's also remembering that we are deeply interrelated and connected although it might not be so completely evident in the song and that we were deeply connected with those we disagree with or those those who oppress us as well as the beautiful things, the trees and the mountains and the people we love, we're also deeply connected to those we don't, or the enemy, you might say. So that song is about coming to an awareness of that deep interconnectedness. Would it be fair to say that this is an integral part of your theology, if you will, that when you talk about the sacred or the holy or the divine, that you know you're talking about that interconnectedness as that fundamental principle you believe in? Yeah, I would definitely say that. This could in some ways be seen as my my credo, my creed, although I wouldn't even saying that, I would say I won't stick to any one creed, <laughs> but this is definitely my deepest expression of how I understand the sacred. By breath, by blood, by body, by spirit we are all one by breath by blood by body by spirit we are all one the air that is my breath is the air that you are Is the air that I am breathing The wind rising in my breast Is the wind from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south Breathing in, breathing out By breath, by blood, by body, by spirit We are 
song by breath it's also a title song for a third album and there's three others or maybe four i guess that are out there that you could get right sarah and what's your website my website is sarahthompson.com it's s-a-r-a and thompson is t-h-o-m-s-e-n.com but probably the surest solution if you have trouble spelling is to go find her site via my site northernspiritradio.org in addition to having this program, which you could listen to repeatedly on my site, I have a link to her site. So if you need to get to Sarah Thompson's music, just come to northernspiritradio.org. Well, thanks very much again for joining me for Spirit in Action. Keep up the good work. 
Well, thanks so much for having me, Mark. It's been a joy to visit with you. That was today's Spirit in Action guest, singer-songwriter Sarah Thompson, T-H-O-M-S-E-N, the Danish spelling of Thompson. The theme music for this program is Turning of the World, performed by Sarah Thompson. This Spirit in Action program is an effort of Northern Spirit Radio. You can listen to our programs and find links and information about us and our guests on our website, northernspiritradio.org. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Mark Helpsmeet, and I welcome your comments and stories of those leading lives of spiritual fruit. May you find deep roots to support you and grow steadily toward the light. This is Spirit in Action. With every voice, with every song.